This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Do you know what they say in this? I don't. Listen, this bit now. Something Grazing the in the grass. grass. Grazing in the grass. I have no idea why Sammy's picked that, but I'm all about it. Sure. What's making news, Rubinho? Right. What is making news? Now, you might have seen this uh, first story, as it, as it did actually make the mainstream news over here, um, but a bit of a New Zealand story about a, about a nice seal. I've heard about the seal that they couldn't catch yeah, so somewhere. So a young seal um, was returned to the ocean eventually, but after wandering through Auckland and visiting a KFC restaurant. What, wouldn't you? Of course, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, so yeah, a landscaper in the Papakura area spotted something running past, thought it was a wet dog originally. Uh, further <laughs> investigation, it was a seal. Mm. And uh, apparently it ran across the motorway and into some houses, causing some chaos in people's gardens. Quite a scene. Um, But the seal was eventually wrangled by police and Department of Conservation personnel who suspected it had possibly come into the Papakura area from the Pahurahure Inlet. They also said that seals are exploratory by nature and often make their way into urban areas. So they just pop the other ones. Go, what's down there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, KFC. Uh, but yeah, a biodiversity ranger for the department said the seal was given a lift out to uh, Murawai Beach, which I guess is the closest ocean. No, for Papakura. Yeah, well. Yeah. Papakura is South Auckland, isn't it? Yes. Well, that, that's yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's about an hour drive from Papakura. Yeah. But I don't know, like. They would have had their reasons. Take them home. Don't take them to another village. He'll he'll jump in there. I don't know anyone here. Exactly. And Murawai hasn't got a KFC. Maybe that's why. That might be it. Mm. Great place, Murawai. It is. It is indeed. Um, But yeah, they worked with uh, Auckland Council over there at Murawai, and once they opened the cage, it just uh, did take off straight into the ocean. So pretty ideal outcome in the end. Not bad. Mm. Yeah. a California startup has announced its prototype flying car has been cleared for takeoff by the Federal Aviation Administration. Oh, God. <laughs> have you got a picture of it? Um, I not haven't. on me. <laughs> um, and wouldn't make for great radio anyway. No, um, I, I was going to get sh- you to do it. No, I'll, I'll show you at some point. Um, yeah, the Model A, the first flying vehicle that can drive on public roads and park like an average car to receive clearance for flight by the FAA. I found it. Right. Can I describe it? This is the Model A, the flying car of the future. Atlee looks and drives. Wow, it is impressive. Not bad. It's like a um, an oversized uh, paracetamol capsule okay. with Kevlar all over it. Interesting. That yeah, no, that, That's the same way I would have described it too. Good. Right. Carry on. 
Yeah, so the company's CEO uh, in a news release stated, we're excited to receive this certification from the FAA. It allows us to move closer to bringing people an environmentally friendly and faster commute, saving individuals and companies hours each week. This is a one small step for planes, one <laughs> giant step for cars. <laughs> so, I mean, I just can't imagine this. Like, like if this becomes a reality, like, how does traffic work? Like, how did... How did what was that movie, Bruce Willis, um, and they had flying cars, oh. and, and it was all layered, so you had a lane horizontally, oh, yeah. uh, vertically? I think, I haven't seen the movie, Seven? but I... Th- no, I can't remember. It right. can drive upwards of 200 miles on whatever okay. fuel it's using. It's actually quite ugly yeah, now. Yeah, if, you run, if you run out of fuel, like, on the motorway, you just, like, you know, sputter and pull over to the side. But if you run out of fuel in the air, do you just plummet? I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be available for the consumer in 2025, and it's going to cost $300,000. That was my next point. Oh, okay. What's your yep. next point, then? <laughs> um, <laughs> next point after that was, uh, yeah, ha- has not but yet been certified for public road travel by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So I guess that's the next step. Mm. But uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. That'll be an interesting way of getting to work. It will. I mean, I don't know. They say 2025, but when, when's it getting here? I know. <laughs> a long time. Right, third story. Uh, California home dubbed the Troll Apartment has mm-hmm. been sold for $430,000. Uh, 180000 over its asking price. Now, it's suitably named the Troll Apartment because of its position in the middle of a Los Angeles County bridge. Why wouldn't you have a house on a bridge? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've had a look. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, there's basically the footpath above on one side, and the house is kind of like, you know, tucked underneath with like a sort of overlooking like a drainage system with a tunnel running uh, underneath that. And, uh, yeah, it was built in 1949, listed for 250000 but the listing agent said that a bidding war ensued. And uh, the home ended up selling for 430k. So, I was yeah. going to say, how could they afford it? But they could probably get bridging finance. Probably. <laughs> Great. Um, Thanks, yeah, Rory. No, there's there's, <laughs> there's uh, just a lot of unique interest for it, apparently. Mm. But yeah, instead of it being off-putting to people, it's actually come off as uh, very unique. So. Uh, yeah, apparently the previous owner purchased the house in 2005 with the intention of making it into a unique getaway but ended up only using the property for storage and it is said the new owner plans on turning it into a man cave, which I think is a that's a good it's idea. A, it's a pretty good use for it. Yeah, I like um, that. Now, I said we were going to have some hot dog chat and I yes, uh, here it is. I included this as sort of a bonus story because I know they did talk about it on, um, on breakfast, uh, hence the potential or confirmed hot dog eating competition I don't know if there's a certain time we'll have to ask Sam and Kempe for running it straight but uh, but anyway did you hear about Joey Chestnut in I, the old uh, I watched the Netflix special right. on Kobayashi who was the first legend who no one could beat and then he got an infected jaw and tried to come back in the memory of his mother it was quite fascinating they are strange dudes yeah so uh, yeah he <coughs> he continued his winning tradition he celebrated the 4th of July by winning the famous international hot dog eating contest on Coney Island for the 16th time Nathan's isn't it Nathan's correct yep. yes so uh, yeah 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes was uh, <sighs> what he did and yeah his closest competitor finished a measly 49. 
Shocking. Terrible. Can't have been hungry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Chestnut's 16 wins. It's a record. This was his eighth straight win at this event. He actually ate 76 back in 2021, which stands as the highest total in a single contest, and all of the 10 biggest performances belong to him. He's Freak. the legend. He's the, um, he's the goat. Quote from Joey Chestnut, I know that after all this time, or I know that after this time, I'm not going to feel great. It's going to take about four days to feel really normal, and the first 12 hours after the contest, I'm going to feel like garbage. I go in knowing that, and I'm willing to go through that because it's an amazing contest. It's the 4th of July, and I'm going to do what it takes to get number 16. <laughs> Don't take yourself so seriously. Um, and another very short bonus story was that uh, I saw on Facebook and uh, could just be a, um, a joke post as you sometimes see I, I looked into it and couldn't find too much but apparently a man live streamed himself getting into a three hour long high speed police chase while blasting Mario Kart music <laughs> so uh, that's not, that's something and uh, yeah a few facts just to finish off quickly. Um, you're about one centimetre taller in the morning when you first get up than when you go to bed I know that yeah. you adjust uh, your rear vision mirror because you're taller in the morning than you are at night wow Okay. Uh, if you walked for 12 hours a day, it would take the average person 690 days to walk across the world. Good. Walk around the world, yeah. Uh, and do you want a sort of gross fact? Save it for tomorrow. All right, fair enough. 